Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome. It is Ryder Cup weekend, and you're tuned in to Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, whose famous father, Billy Casper, is the winningest U.S. Ryder Cupper of all time. 23 and a half points by the great Billy Casper, who also successfully captained the U.S. squad in 1979, the first year that Europe participated in its entirety against the United States in these biannual Ryder cup matches and of course you know that's sort of when the tide started to turn but not on billy's watch he was able to win with the u.s team (laughs) and uh, hold off europe's charge it would be a couple of cups later that things started to change at muirfield and jack's place it uh, with jack being the captain and sevy doing sevy type things since that point in time we've seen a whole lot of ole 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 blue and yellow all over the place and yet here we are with a a young core, six rookies out there, the youngest combined age in United States Ryder Cup history. And boy, were they off to a great start in day number one. After a day, Bob, six to two, United States. Can we start celebrating right now? Or do we still have a little PTSD saying, oh man, this still can turn. We've seen it before. Yeah, we've seen it, uh, definitely seen it before. Um, You know, go back to, Paris in the in the first day, um, the U.S. squad started with uh, four balls and they went three and one in the morning and and got whitewashed in the afternoon in foursomes and that brought them right back and gave Europe all the momentum. But uh, the rookies were stellar today. They went six zero and two, eighty five percent or or eight seventy five percent on Friday as far as uh, winning percentage is concerned. And, uh, you know, and they were led by guys like um, Xander Shoffley, who scored two full points. Um, and it, it was just it was exciting to see how they played. Uh, the pairings were kind of a little bit different. And, and especially in the afternoon, they were broken up a little bit or, or switched around a little bit. But I'll tell you what, the U.S. squad came out. All the guys have bought into this. 
this whole thing, and the U.S. squad came out and played like gangbusters. When you go 6-2 and two after day one, it's clear that as Steve Stricker, the U.S. Ryder Cup captain, had things figured out and his players performed. That second part is the biggest part of that equation. His players performed. We'll get into it all next. We'll set the table for the matches going on this morning at the 43rd Ryder Cup matches of Whistling Strikes. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here on a Ryder Cup weekend, and it's brought to you in part by Callaway and the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. The ball that changed the ball. Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, Chrome Soft XLS. Bob, I went back to the regular Chrome Soft. Such uh-huh. a good golf ball. You know, for so long I was hitting the X, and I think regardless of which golf ball you're hitting, the, the X is the one that's a lot of people think spins less and it actually spins more into the greens. And so it is something to pay attention to. And uh, the Chrome soft with triple track is such a good ball performs great off the tee flies long and straight. And then just reacts great into the greens with not too much spin for a spinnier player like me. Check out the Chrome soft for yourself and go to CallawayGolf.com. All right, uh, here we go. Six, two uh, in favor of the United States. And uh, when you're tuning into this, it most, most likely is going to be matches underway as we're recording this at the end of day one. And uh, so let's set the stage now, Bob, for the way matches shake out for Saturday morning foursomes again. Uh, alternate shot foursomes is alternate shot. Four ball is better ball between the two players. And where JT and Spieth led things off on Friday morning, they were shuffled down in the lineup just a little bit. And, and uh, who is it leading the charge for the United States? So at the 7.05 tee time, you've got Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger, who played also today um, together. They play Sergio Garcia and John Rahm. Sergio and, and John Rahm were out first um, and handily beat um, Jordan Spieth and Justin uh, Thomas. So um, they've switched that up a little bit. Captain Stricker, he put Kepka and Daniel Berger out. Daniel Berger's been kind of a guy that has really kind of stepped up as a rookie, um, a Ryder Cup rookie, and um, got, a lot of guys are looking to him, especially his enthusiasm and and his excitement about playing the matches. And so um, I think this is a good spot for those guys to go out first off on Saturday. What do you think about the, the idea that, look, uh, Rahm and Garcia, they call them the Spanish Armada. Obviously, they got some good mojo going on. I want to break that down just a little bit. There were some putts not given that seemed to be fairly short putts and, and different things like that. So maybe some, you know, some gamesmanship that was going on. I'm not sure what the Americans' plan is. Again, doesn't matter. It's working 6-2 U.S. Uh, but yeah. what, what, what's your thoughts from a captain? hat standpoint Bob where you've already got a twosome that that was supposed to kind of be your leaders and they get beat by the other leaders of the team with with Rom and Garcia there not putting them out first knowing Stricker had to know that Patty was going to come right back with the charge of uh, because they need to get they need to get blue on the board and they need to get points on the board in a hurry before this thing gets away from them and so knowing that he shuffles the deck a little bit and gives them kind of a new look he does. You know, the interesting thing from the get-go, before the matches even started, um, I was listening to Justin Leonard, and he said, you know, when, you, when you're playing on your home soil, you'll almost have a two-shot advantage, mm. even before the matches start. So you need to go out there and get an early match under your belt to kind of cut that lead in half. And that's what I think uh, Padraig Harrington did with Sergio and John Rahm. When, when Spaniards play together... They play extremely well, and I I kind of expected to see this at some point, um, but not necessarily right from the get-go. But I like the idea that, you know, Jordan and Justin, they kind of played a little lackluster. They didn't putt too extremely well in the, in the first match of the day, um, and I think it was good to put a guy like Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger out. 
uh, in the second round. The Florida State pairing, a lot of people questioning, hey, why yep. would you break up Kepka and uh, Tony Finau? Well, you know, it, it obviously there were some stats involved and there were some discussions involved, and this pairing so far has worked. We'll see how it progresses as the matches continue. So, again, 7.05 uh, Central Time, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger against the Spanish Armada team of Garcia and Rom. Certainly, Rom being the number one player in the world and Sergio Garcia, the all-time winningest Ryder Cupper for both sides at 26 now and a half points. It's just phenomenal. He just is something yep. else in these matches. All right, Morikawa and Dustin Johnson are going up next. Bob, they, they face Paul Casey and Terrell Hatton. I'm a little bit surprised, not that Hatton's in there, because I really like his fire. I think he's a great Ryder Cupper. Uh, Paul Casey, I, I think he and Westwood probably – you know, and Poulter. I think those three didn't really do it for me in this one, if you will. Like, I felt like they kind of showed their age. Like, maybe they were a little past their prime. But um, nevertheless, here's Paul. You know, and the other thing is, is I would, Shane Lowry, man, I'm riding that horse. That guy was fired up. He looked like he he had been on Poulter's Ryder Cup lessons, like how to get fired up and how to celebrate a a, a putt. But uh, so I'm a little surprised about this one. But anyway, Casey and Hatton taking on DJ and Morikawa. Well, and Casey and Hatton, um, you know, they they garnered a half a point uh, late. Um, And so, uh, you know, when you think of Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa, especially in foursomes where it's an alternate shot situation, you wouldn't think Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson together. But I think what what Dustin Johnson was really excited about is he had a player that is as consistent as you can possibly get and leads the tour in shots into the green in Colin Morikawa. And when you've got that, um, that kind of frees you up. And I think that's what Dustin Johnson was able to do. Colin Morikawa played great. He putted well. Dustin Johnson played great. He putted well. And because of that, they really kind of looped um, the guys uh, in, in the – in the second match of the day. Again, they're out in the second match. They won three and two over Casey and Hovland. Now, now they're going to be playing Casey and Hatton. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Bob. I think it flies in the face of a lot of conventional thinking when it comes to foursomes that you say, okay, I need to put somebody, you know, or even four ball. I need to put somebody out there that matches my style. And so you right. saw, I think this probably hurt Phil Mickelson quite a bit. First of all, there's very few people, if any, in the world, in, in the history of golf that have the style of Phil Mickelson. And same thing right. with Tiger Woods. There's such an anomaly, right? And I think that's pro- that, that played into some of the struggles that they had in this team competition. Now, when you think about, okay, Dustin Johnson, well, we got to put Brooks Kepka with Dustin Johnson, because those two are big hitters. They'll be used to hitting from the same spots. They'll be hitting wedge, or maybe we put Bryson DeChambeau. No, 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 no. To your point. When you have a guy that is consistent with a guy that's, you know, long and a great wedge player and it has all the talents, you put a steady Eddie with him and we yeah. saw what happened in day one, free, a free DJ out there. And it was fun to watch. DJ was definitely the star on day one, no doubt about it. And uh, boy, he's playing like the former number one in the world that he was and uh, that he's, he's in great form. And don't get me wrong, Colin Morikawa can hit the ball adequately far enough, but it's just the calming influence of knowing that you've got a guy that's got your back, and no matter what, you're going you're gonna to be able to score. And those guys did. I mean, they made one, two, three, four, five, 
they won six holes, uh, and uh, and the European squad only won three. There you go. Spieth and Thomas, there's that duo. They were the first out. They're now in the third spot at 7.37 Central Time. They've got Hovland and Wiesberger. And, again, Spieth and Thomas are a great pairing. I know Justin did not putt very well. In fact, uh, most of the pundits saying, look, if you had, you know, if, if Spieth had, or excuse me, Thomas had putted decent, it, this thing might only yeah. uh, have yielded a half a point in favor of Europe. But, nevertheless, uh, there, I don't think that's a team you break up. I think that's a team that we look to ride into the future of Ryder Cups for a long time. Uh, Hovland and Wiesberger, again, I, I, I don't know uh, what what Patty saw in Wiesberger, but uh, certainly Hovland is their shining star. I think Hovland could very well be the next Ian Poulter, although he doesn't have that same kind of uh, personality. But I, I do think yeah. he has the ability to be a dominant European Ryder Cupper. So what do you think about uh, Wiesberger uh, pairing up with uh, Victor Hovland? And some thought maybe this would be a good spot to put Rory in with Victor Hovland. Yeah, well, you know, Rory is not going to be playing um, this morning, and so um, you've got you've got two rookies going out against two guys that have a pretty good record in the Ryder Cup so far, um, although they did lose in the in the morning session on Friday. But uh, I, I think it was a I think it's a good pairing for Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I know Justin Thomas was livid about the way they played and that they lost a point in that first match out, was able to garner a half a point in the afternoon. And I think these guys are going to come back strong and hard um, this morning. All right, and then the final anchor group, it's Cantley and Shoffley, same spot that uh, Stricker put him out in day number one. They've got Westwood and Fitzpatrick. Again, I, I don't think – I'm not sure, other than the Spanish Armada team, that they've that the Team Europe has a team that can compete with Cantley and Shoffley this week. Well, you know, as, as a team, an alternate shot, they played phenomenal golf. Uh, they got out to a five um, – a five-up lead after five holes, and then, you know, just worked it in the rest of the way and won, won five and three. And then when they split them up, they still won. So I, I just think uh, these guys um, these guys are playing some great golf, one of them coming off uh, being the, the player of the year on the PGA Tour and the other one as the gold medalist, and they became really good friends after uh, the – the President's Cup uh, went on a trip together with their wives, and, um, you know, it's these guys like playing together. No doubt about it. And look, six four, it's a four-point lead. 6-2 is hardly insurmountable. There's still a lot of matches to play, and uh, the, this morning's matches, in my opinion, Saturday morning matches are critical to continue yes. the momentum for Team USA or if you're favoring Europe to be able to flip that momentum in their favor and chip into that lead so it doesn't feel so insurmountable and Uncle Mo is an interesting you know um, uh, family member and when you've got him on your side it's, it's very very good and so Uncle Mo's out there hanging around he's been leaning red certainly through the first day we'll see how it shifts here on day number two we'll take a short break when we come back Ryan Balangie golfnewsnet.com joins us we'll continue talking Ryder Cup 43rd matches whistling straights Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, 
Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roos Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob Hey, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com, and pleased to continue our Ryder Cup discussion with our good friend from golfnewsnet.com, Ryan Ballinger, joining us right now. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being with us. And uh, boy, you know what? It is nice to go into a day two where Team USA has a four point lead. We're not we're not sitting here scratching our heads saying, how in the world did we find ourselves in this big of a deficit? (laughs) I I wasn't alive the last time the U.S. had a lead this big after day one. It was 1975. So uh, 
it, it's been a while. So it's kind of nice. Uh, I mean, I, I thought about the last time that it was on home soil in, in 2016 at, at Hazeltine when the Americans got out to a good start and then it was like, oh, crap time coming back uh, in the next session. And that didn't manifest itself today. It seemed like the Americans had some fire and they were, they were delivering. I mean, it was, it was a remarkable golf today from the Americans. You know, it seemed like the, the guys have really bought into this whole thing. You know, Brian and I were talking early in the week um, after Tuesday's um, pairings went out and played their practice rounds. Wednesday came along and Brian saying to me, what do you think is going to happen? Why are they switching things up? Do you think it's still up in the air and that kind of thing? Um, and yet Captain Stricker said the guys knew from Monday who they were going to play with. They knew when we were going to use them. And everybody has bought into it, and it sure shows it right now. And I think it's kind of shocking that we weren't doing this before. I mean, uh, that seems to kind of the, the postulate that if we, you know, we let everyone know what we were doing for the first day, two days, what we were going to do ahead of time. Were we not doing that before? Because we really made up for some lost time, I guess, on day one. But I feel like that is the best way to put your players in a position to succeed is to say, yep. hey, you, this is who you're going to play with. This is when you're going to go out. This is when you're going to sit. This is why you're going to sit. And, and just give the players an expectation of what's going to happen instead of, okay, well, here's how the first session went. So therefore, based on that, we're going to do all of these things. I think that's, that's one, a colossal error in judgment because you're not giving the athletes an opportunity to figure out what their schedule is going to be like. And that time is really important. I think between matches of, okay, you know, you got a rest coming up. So you got to give everything you've got for this match because you got the next one off or you're not playing this morning. So rest up. You need to be ready for that. Knowing all of that stuff makes this first couple of days, uh, that are pretty hectic a whole lot easier. I th I'm very happy that, that this was the strategy for the Americans. You know, and, and the other thing I was telling Brian is that as a professional golfer, you always map out your time, and these guys map out their time to the right. minute, you know, when they're going to go yep. to bed, when they're going to wake up, um, when they're going to be in the gym, how long they're going to be in the gym, uh, what, what time they're going to have breakfast, what time are they going to get to the golf course, if they're going to hit the putting green before they hit balls, what time they're going to do that? How long are they going to spend on the range warming up? How, you know, and then how much time again on the putting green before they hit the first tee? And when you can put guys in their routine and not leave any variables out there, then guys perform better. And it just makes sense. It goes back to what Brooks Kepka was talking about in the interview with Golf Digest that got so much attention on the negative side of things, but it really put into context why the Ryder cup week can be so awkward for players because yep. they control their schedule. And like you just said, they control it down to the minute. They know exactly what they want to do with their day because they have to be able to do that. And if you can do that for them as much as humanly possible over the first couple of days of the Ryder cup, well, Sunday's a whole different animal. You, you go out of your own time, you go out by yourself. You don't go out multiple times. You get your one shot. This is when you go out, you know what the rest of your day looks like. So you just got to manage the first two really well, and it seems like they've come up with a plan for that. 
Yeah, they have. And I get all of that, right? And obviously it's working. To your point, Ryan, why why haven't we done this in the past? Let, Let me ask you this, because there was a lot of discussion after the morning matches and JT's putter wasn't exactly working how some felt it should. And, you know, certainly it wasn't working the way JT wanted his putter to work. And so there was a question as to say, hey, it looked like Spieth was playing better. Why not go with Spieth and sit JT down? But Stricker was very clear when asked the day before, look, is there anything that might happen in the morning matches that would cause you to change your strategy for the afternoon? He said, no. And I I guess I just, in my mind, I'm thinking, God, I w- as a coach in the middle of a basketball game, let's call it, and you've got your star player in there and he is just ice cold, you probably sit him down for a few minutes and let him think about it, bring someone else, see if they can be a catalyst. And if they got it going, not that you're going to bench your star player forever. He's coming back in. He's going to get his groove. Shooter's going to shoot, whatever. But uh, it, it, it wasn't that way. And obviously it worked very well, 3-1-3-1. So I, I, I would like both of your guys' comments on that because I think that's, as I look back on it, maybe there's just some panic by coaches in the past or captains in the past where suddenly they're saying, okay, we, we got to mix this up. We got to put you here and you here. And the players are coming off. And I remember Mickelson and others saying, I didn't even have a chance for lunch. I didn't think I was going out. Now I'm going out. And and the, mentally they weren't prepared for that. So our, our, from what I'm hearing you all say, that's more important to stick to a plan and have the players prepared than calling audibles, even if a guy doesn't quite have his best stuff. Yeah, I, I think that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, first of all, you get two different formats. Foursomes and four ball are completely different from one another. It's right. like saying, all right, well, we had a bad first half, so we're going to change things up to the three-point competition and at, for the second half and just expect that two completely different games should be managed the same way. Mm. And it, it just can't be. I, I think it's more important to put players in a position to be ready to succeed, even if they fail the first time, than to throw people it just completely out of their element and expect them to succeed by tapping them in to come play a different game coming off the bench. I, I, I think that this strategy just sets yourself up for success unless – you have an absolutely terrible outing and you go over four or something like that. And even then Harrington had his plan too. He decided what he was going to do on day one. And it was pretty well scripted out what he decided to play out. He wanted every guy to play on day one and then he would figure out day two. Well, that didn't work for him, but it was the same idea. And there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser just because Harrington didn't come out on the good side of it, you know, six to two. That doesn't mean he did it wrong. I think he did the right things. They just didn't pan out with the guys not playing very well. You know, and in professional football, we often see coaches um, scripting out plays. You know, some of the best coaches in NFL and stuff like that, they script out plays. So everybody knows Mm -hmm. and they're on the same page. And I think that's what Steve Stricker has done with the morning and the afternoon sessions on Friday. Um, And now he gets back into the same mode again in the in the morning on Saturday and it's Captain Harrington that is jumbling things up that uh, he's kind of uh, he's backpedaling now he's not on the offensive it looks like he's jumbling things up to try to find some groups that can match up together to possibly get some points in the morning and then possibly in the afternoon I think those are great comments Bob and and Ryan I'll just throw it to you uh, because uh, you know Bob's exactly right there are some shakeups would you have sat Rory McIlroy I, I can't support that. I, I feel like you've got to put your best players out mm. there. If you've got, if no one's playing great except John Rahm and Tyrrell Hatton, 
who do you put out there? Well, you, you got to put out at least your best talent on paper, I think, to give your chance, uh, give yourself a chance to at least not lose that session. Because if you think you're going to stink it up in, in foursomes, which is possible, then you probably want to get worse 2-2 and then just try to pull out something for four balls so you're not down four points or more going into Sunday. Because at that point, it's pretty much an inevitability. So I, I think you had to send out Rory. I don't understand why he was benched in favor of, of a team like Lee Westwood and Matt Fitzpatrick mm. that frankly showed nothing to go uh, to, to, to me to think, oh, well, there's someone that's got to be out there tomorrow morning. Right. I couldn't agree more. I'm right on with you. I look to your point. You got the Spanish Armada team that seems to be clipping along pretty well. But I, 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 I think it was one of the Golf Channel guys or one of the. I don't. I was listening to so much stuff over that first day that uh, that, that mentioned maybe you put Rory with Hovland because Hovland's got some good things going and maybe that gives him yeah. you know frees him up a little bit. But instead they went burn Viesberger. Uh, I again if if. if <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not Patty. I'm not in the team room. I don't. I'm not a professional golfer with a career three majors like Patty and the Ryder Cup record that he has. But if I had my druthers to either put in Rory McIlroy or Burn Viesberger, sorry, <laughs> Rory's going in. Yeah, and, and Burn played. And Burn played great in his one match yesterday in the other format, which is even more strange because I, I think that what Stricker has done very well here is he's decided on teams that should work well in foursomes and teams that should work well in four ball. And he split up Xander and Cantlay that looked unbeatable in the morning, and it worked out. Yeah. wasn't perfect, but it worked out. And I think he did that for a reason. And we, we often talk about the, the U.S. trying to figure out using data to put teams together, and maybe they rely too much on that and not enough on feel. I don't know how they got to those answers, but it feels like it's whatever it is was the right mix of feel and numbers, and that's working for them right now. And they have the advantage to just run it back exactly how they did it today and hope that it works the same way tomorrow because at worst, they're probably going to be up one or two points. Mm. For the U.S. squad, who do you think were the highlights um, or of, of the day, um, both in uh, the Monday morning set or the Friday morning session and the Friday afternoon session? I mean, I got to feel like the MVPs of the day are Dustin Johnson and Patrick Cantlay. I mean, Dustin Johnson felt like he rolled it back to when he was number one in the world last fall, not this past year, but last fall when he was clearly the best player on the planet and he just looked in his element. And then Patrick Cantlay seems custom made for this kind of competition. I mean, I, I realized he hasn't hadn't fulfilled his entire potential until this year, but he seems tailor-made for a Ryder Cup. And then Tony Finau putting eight threes on the card in the windier conditions in the afternoon was just unbelievable golf. And it, he has proven, obviously, with limited Ryder Cup experience, but enough to prove that he has the kind of MO that works well for this competition. Right before we let you go, and we appreciate you taking some time, just overall from what you've seen throughout the week and whistling straights and, uh, you know, just overall Ryder Cup, the fans, which are certainly heavily U.S. Uh, favored. Uh, what, what's your overall impression of, of the Ryder Cup and how it's coming off and, and just, just the overall atmosphere and, and tone of this event? It sounds like from some folks on the ground that maybe it isn't quite as intense as we saw the last home Ryder Cup at Hazeltine or for, for the Europeans in Paris in 2018. But I think part of that has to do with the venue to a degree. I mean, Whistling Straits is an incredible golf course. 
really cool backdrop for these matches. And, and Pete Dye's golf courses tend to prove to be really great match play courses. But because it is so spread out, because there is kind of a lack of intimacy in parts of the property, I think just the noise doesn't carry quite as well. But it still looks really good on TV. It seems like the people who are there are really into it. The players are playing great golf, obviously, on the American side. And the matches themselves have largely been very entertaining. So, uh, I mean, this is all we could have asked for. Uh, obviously, if you're an American fan, you're super happy to be up four points after day one. Hopefully they close it out and make it look uh, even like a little bit more of a route. We, we kind of get some payback from maybe 2004 or 2006 when we uh, – when we lost by record margin. So maybe this is going to flip it the other way. Okay. I lied. I'm going to ask you one more question. Both. This is to both <laughs> of you. Um, captain's got a captain players got to play. Uh, is Stricker just that much better of a captain so far than what we saw from Jim Furyk, you know, a couple of years ago, three years ago, or is this just a matter of the players are coming into this event playing well, how much of it's captain and plan and how much of it's guys just playing well? I mean, I think the captain looks like a genius when you win and you look horrible when you lose. And it's it really very little of it has to do with you in the end. I, I think the Americans are playing a whole lot better than the Europeans were coming into this. The Europeans typically kind of have their run in a Ryder cup year earlier in the year. We all get spooked that they're going to run us out of town in the Ryder cup. Well, that hasn't manifested itself so far. I think if you look at the European side, not that Harrington was handcuffed, but they've had this strategy for a generation to pick basically the same guys over and over again because they've all proven to be good picks and that they work. But if you think about the stalwarts of the last generation, you've got Garcia, Westwood, Poulter, to a degree Casey, uh, McElroy, who is now a 500 player in the Ryder Cup. You think about all these guys who are part of these teams Throw out McElroy because he's in his 30s, but the other ones are in their 40s and getting older. And right yeah. now they're playing guys like Bryson and Finau and DJ and Shuffle. I mean, guys who just bomb the ball by them. And in a match play situation, if you were 30, 40, 50 yards behind your opponent again and again and again and again, it's going to get you. It's going to catch up to you eventually and almost every time. And I think that's what's happening here for the Europeans. The playbook just isn't going to work anymore like this. All right, Bob, I'm going to have you answer that question on the other side because we got to take a break. But, Ry, great stuff as always. It's always fun talking golf with you, bud. Uh, hopefully for Team USA, we really need it. I mean, four of the last five, what, seven of the last nine, nine of the last 12, all gone, have all gone Europe's way. So, uh, you know what, whether this is anticlimactic or not, we need, <laughs> we need these matches to continue to go USA's way and keep this thing interesting. So here's hoping that uh, Team USA continues to put the pedal down. And as Bob says, Step on their throats, right, Bob? That's right. Step on their throats and <laughs> and uh, push it into the ground. Bob's passionate, right? He's, he's very passionate about this stuff. Maybe a little aggressive. So uh, th thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Balangie, golfnewsnet.com. Check him out online and uh, on social as well. Short break. We'll continue the conversation next here on Real Golf Radio. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. 
It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you here on the show. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort at Entrada in St. George, Utah. Check out blackdesertresort.com for all the details on exclusive real estate opportunities surrounding this fantastic new resort being built in southern Utah. Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course, hotel, pools, um, Pools and a pond. pond. Pond's good for you, but the pools are nice. Uh, water slides, family village, golf village, 36-hole uh, putting course that's lit up. At night. This thing, Walking trails, this thing is going to be dining, shopping, the whole nine yards. Check out Black Desert Resort. It's awesome. Dot com. All right, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question, Bob. How much it is captains okay. captaining or just players playing? I mean, we've talked about the Americans being the paper tiger, you know, on, on multiple, multiple cups. They seem to be the better players, and yet they come in 
and they just can't seem to to hold up against a European team that, as, as we said, looks like they walk into a, a phone booth and come out as Superman when the Ryder Cup starts. Well, so far, it's been Team USA living up to their billing and playing the better golf. So it, what is it? Just players playing, or is this just a better system and Stricker's got it figured out? Well, I think it's a couple of things, and I think it's a little of both of what you're talking about. One of the things the Europeans have always commented about is that their captain puts them in a good position and lets them go out and play. So if you get the guys in the right position that is going to give them the opportunity to excel or to to exceed, um, then then it kind of frees them up and they're able to go. And I think that's exactly what you know Ryan and I were talking about in that last segment, how Captain Stricker has put them in that position right from the get-go on Monday told them where they're going to be, what they're going to be doing, uh, where they're going to play, um, how many matches they're going to play, uh, who they're going to play with, and then he gives them the opportunity to go out and succeed. And these guys are all playing great golf right now. Um, You know, when you look at guys like um, Sander Shoffley uh, through 32 holes, he he has not been behind in a match through 32 holes already. And he is the the seventh American to earn two points in day one of Ryder cup. So when you put guys in correct positions, when, when you, when you're pairing them with guys that they're compatible with um, and they feel comfortable with, then it allows them to be able to play the best golf possible. And let's not forget of the whole team, 8.2 average world ranking of the 12 players which is phenomenal and the best it's ever been. There's no doubt about it. You mentioned Shoffley winning those two points, and he's got some legends there. Tom Watson, Lanny Watkins, Gardner Dickinson, who paired with uh, Arnold Palmer, who's also on that list so well, uh, Bobby Nichols, and, of course, there he is, Billy Casper back in 1961. Yes. Uh, Europe, uh, the last rookie was Tommy Fleetwood back uh, three mm-hmm. years ago at uh, in France. So, uh, all right, uh, another thing I wanted to shift gears to, Bob, is – how the 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 strategy surrounding match play. First of all, mm-hmm. I still don't love the tie thing. Why 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 did we change it from all square? I still don't like it. Just but just just saying, it's all square is better than tie. It's like tennis taking love out and going, you know, one two three four, you win instead of love fifteen forty four, whatever they. You know, I don't even understand. Yeah. But the point is, <laughs> I think having a vernacular to learn and and kind of also yeah. makes you feel like you're in the know about a sport. So I I do feel like a piece of golf was taken away with the tie thing. Uh, Anyway, that aside, what what are, well, I agree. I was going to say, I agree with you because um, my mom, who's gone through this whole process with my dad, she said to me, when did, when did that go away? When did one, you know, um, all square and dormy and all those go away. And I said, Oh, it's probably about five or six years ago. Um, but she says, well, I like that old vernacular. So I agree with you. I like the old vernacular. I like all square. I like dormy. I like, you know, the one up and the two up and the, and the ups and downs and, and that kind of thing. So, um, that, that terminology is, what I've grown up with and what you've grown up with. And I think it needs to stay that way too. I do. I don't know if what, if it's ever going back, but hopefully at some point somebody will take over the reins and be like, yeah, we, we kind of messed that one up. We're going back to it. Yeah. Okay. So yep. strategy, Bob, a couple of things stood out to me. One was, I believe it was uh, the Spanish Armada, right? In the morning session, yep. 
They made yeah. Jordan Spieth putt about a 12, 14 footer, and he had two putts to win the hole. Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he poured in the first one for birdie. And correct. And I, and I, when I saw that was going on, and I think the announcers backed me up on that. Why would you do that? Why give a guy an opportunity to see the ball go in the hole, especially, I think, what was that, on the fifth hole or something, when it's still that early in the yeah. match? So yeah. I, I think you steal their thunder, make them pick it up and move on. Um, another thing that was interesting, and, and uh, well, why don't you comment on that, and then we'll talk about not giving two footers uh, the other way around. But well, what's your thought around that? Well, I agree with you 100%. Um, the other thing is, um, the guys we're talking about on the broadcast today, especially Bones, was saying um, that uh, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley let Ian Poulter putt a putt on the back nine when he hadn't making, been making anything. He had about a 12-footer for birdie, and they were already out of the hole. Why do you let him putt it? Tell him to pick it up. Yeah, Tell no, him to pick it up so that he doesn't see the ball go in the hole. It's the exact same scenario. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, and possibly pick up some momentum from that. Yep. So I agree with you 100%. And now, uh, and how about going back to the, you know, not giving a couple of footer there? You know, Rom sort of looked a little sideways, like, really? And he knocked it in. And in fact, asked afterwards, he said, look, I, I look, I get it. If you have, to, if, if you have a putt to win the, the hole, I think you should putt all of them. You know, that was his thought. And I don't mind putting them. But he said, at that point, that kind of laser yeah. focused us a little bit. And we played flawless golf, his words. We played flawless golf there on in. And that's when they did go on a little bit of a run. So how yeah. how important or how careful do you need to be about those types of things so that you don't inadvertently instigate your opponents into playing better golf? Well, and, and that happens. Uh, that's part of match play. You know, a lot of the ideas is you give them putts early and you don't give them later. Um and, you know, when you're at that point in the match, the matches were all square um, and uh, with those guys. And uh, to make him putt that little short one, maybe it had some break in it that was a little bit much or something like that. Maybe they just felt that um, that he needed to putt it. Um, and it kind of backfired on him. They ended up losing the match. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I found that to be a little bit curious. So I, those are the unique little nuances that go into yep. this type of a format that really, well, clearly don't play into normal stroke play, 72 stroke play PGA tour tournaments. Right. So yep. I love that about match play, but I also feel like in some ways the old school guys, your dad's era, they, they, it was a skill set. It was, yeah. it was an art and they knew it and understood it almost like a, uh, a secret language. They understood it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I feel yeah. like the Europeans have always understood that Jeff Babino, who, you know, we're hoping to have on the show. Uh, he's been there working for, for RyderCup.com and PGA.com in one of the initial media sessions, he was asking about alternate shot foursomes. And I can't even remember who he was talking to, but they fired back at him. And I think it was Cantley said, when's the last time you played foursome so point being yeah. the americans don't play a lot of that type of format so it's something that you've got to pay attention to no no question about it and make sure that you're doing it the right way all right we'll take a short break we'll wrap up this hour next we still got a lot to get to on the back nine hour number two hang with us thanks for joining us here on the weekend of the 43rd Ryder cup of whistling straits this is real golf radio 
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. But we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob hey we're just getting started here it's been a fun hour number one talking about the 43rd Ryder cup matches brian and bob with you here on real golf radio still to come on the back nine hour number two we're going to welcome in ian carter from the bbc our good friend he's in town and is uh covering the Ryder Cup matches for for the BBC and Team Europe. Anxious to get his thoughts, Bob, on how he feels going into day number two, down four, after what has been a seemingly decidedly better Ryder Cup team for Team Europe. So we'll get to Ian Carter's thoughts, and then we're also going to welcome in America's favorite caddy. Thanks to Ryan Ballingy for joining us. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf, or download us on your favorite podcast site if you've missed any part of the show. Stay tuned. The Back Nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Coming up next, continuing our conversation on the 43rd Ryder Cup matches. 
You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Search crews from more than a dozen agencies are back in the wetlands of southwest Florida looking for Brian Laundrie. He's the missing fiancé of homicide victim Gabby Petito. Investigators are searching for Laundrie in the Carlton Reserve, a big prairie and swampy area in Sarasota County. Laundrie went missing after his parents said he went for a hike in the park 10 days ago. Yesterday, an arrest warrant was issued for Laundrie after a federal grand jury indicted him for alleged unauthorized use of a debit card following Petito's death. After cheering the approval of the Pfizer COVID booster shots, President Biden has a message for everyone who has chosen not to get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. It can save your life, your life. It can save the lives of those around you. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Are you on Medicare or soon to go on? Some important news from Newsmax. The Medicare Board of Trustees just released a report saying it will run out of money in 2026. It's happening sooner than imagined. All this week, Grant Stinchfield reveals the shocking story of Medicare abuse. He talks to the insiders, tells you what happened, and shows you how you can protect your insurance. Watch Stinchfield's Medicare abuse series on Newsmax at 8 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is America's fastest-growing cable news channel. It's on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds. Newsmax covers the big stories you need to know. Medicare is in real trouble. Get the facts about your insurance. Watch Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. Authorities in Tennessee now say 15 people were injured in a deadly shooting at a Kroger store just outside of Memphis. The gunman and one victim died at the scene on Thursday. The Democratic-led January 6th Commission is issuing subpoenas. Former Trump administration officials have been issued subpoenas to appear before the committee that's investigating the January 6th riot. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has been issued a subpoena by the House Select Committee investigating January 6th. Former Deputy Chief of Staff Dan Scavino, former Defense Department official Cash Patel, and former White House advisor Steve Bannon are being instructed to produce materials and come to depositions next month. Committee members have indicated they want to know more about meetings with former President Trump in the days leading up to the violent Capitol breach that disrupted the counting of the Electoral College. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. (laughs) The greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. President Biden is participating in a bilateral meeting with the Indian Prime Minister. 
President Biden explains what the two leaders will be talking about in their meeting. Prime Minister and I are going to be talking today about what more we can do to fight COVID-19, take on the climate challenges that the world face, and ensure stability in the Indo-Pacific, including with our, our own Quad partners. The two are participating in an in-person meeting of the Quad Nations on Friday, which includes leaders from Japan and Australia. President Biden adding due to a strong relationship between the United States and India, the two can tackle challenges together. In the House, GOP leadership is urging the party to vote no on the bipartisan infrastructure bill that will come up for a vote next week. Iowa Congressman Ashley Hinson joins Fox Business to explain the reasons why she's not in favor of the bill. It's triggering inflation. It's, it's horrible for our economy, and it, it's, it's not the right time to be spending this much money on policies Americans don't want or need right now. On Thursday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced Democrats also reached agreement on a framework to pay for a larger budget package. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley announcing on Twitter Friday that he will be running for an eighth term in Iowa. Grassley set to face former Democratic Representative Abby Finkenbauer year's general election. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you own an annuity? either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Now, the back nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Welcome in. It's the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio on a 43rd Ryder Cup edition of the show. Find us online at realgolfradio.com. Hit us up on Twitter at RealGolf and uh, be sure to uh, download us on your favorite podcast site. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have you on. We thank you for joining us as we're in our 22nd year of Talking Golf with you here on Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, and, of course, Bob's dad, Billy Casper, the winningest all-time U.S. Ryder Cupper with 23.5 points. By the way, Sergio Garcia, tip of the cap, man. Uh, well, that guy, he's played in four decades of Ryder Cups and has 26 and a half. He is the all-time points earner in Ryder Cups, and the man is just simply amazing when it comes to 
Ryder Cups. All right, U.S. starting off strong, 3-1-3-1, lead after day one. And, of course, we've got day two, which is underway. And uh, just a, a quick check, Bob, of the uh, pairings. I think it's uh, definitely something to, to keep an eye on. We've got some good pairings out there. It's yeah. not JT and Spieth leading the way. But JT and Speed are in there in the third group, taking on Hovland and Wiesberger, Kepka and Berger leading the charge against the Spanish Armada. How are you feeling about uh, Kepka and company leading out for Team USA? You know, those guys will kind of be kind of in your face, Brooks Kepka as well as Daniel Berger, and I think it's it's going to be a good matchup um, with that with that first group. Um, Dustin Johnson, Colmer, Carver are playing great. They play. Paul Casey and Terrell Hatton. And as you said, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland and Bern Wiesberger. And then it follows up the, the anchor um, uh, anchor players of Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay versus Lee Westwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick. I, I look for that as another point on the board for the U S squad. I'll tell you one of the things that stands out to me, Bob, is the fact that guys like Berger and Kepka, they're not going to get rattled. In fact, they almost rattle you by the fact that they don't seem rattled. And, right. you know, they're just very stoic. They're very, um, you know, calm. And Cantley and Shoffley are pretty much the same way. And, yeah. in fact, Johnson and Morikawa are that way. I mean, Spieth and Thomas are the ones that are firing, and they got beat. I almost wonder if there's something to this. I mean, Phil was pretty demonstrative. Tiger certainly demonstrative. You know, the you know guys that have played with him, Furyk was pretty demonstrative. Zach Johnson, the guys struggled. It seems to be this different mindset of guys that just don't let things seem to bother them, roll off the back, if you will, and that is uh, proving to be successful. Here we go, 6-2. We'll see how it all shakes out. Europe um, in trouble. Team USA looking to get the cup back. First time since 2016. We'll get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things i've gone through and it worked i could see instantly and 12 years later i haven't had any issues at all i can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like mike weir bruce and boyd Summerhays, bob casper and me oh and mention real golf radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure do it now at hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you'd think chrome soft this ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. 
Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to this segment brought to you by Callaway Golf. Uh, introducing the new Epic Super Hybrid. Introducing DNA, driver DNA, into a hybrid. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, we appreciate you being with us. By the way, I picked up some uh, Truva Stars and Stripes Chrome Soft to play this weekend like because got to represent USA. Also picked up my uh, USA Red Sunday Red hat. Bob, you can see this if we had a webcam. Yeah. Uh, everybody else could as well. But uh, it is uh, the new era hat that's adjustable it's a great fit and uh super super fun my my brothers and my dad we're all we're all wearing the same hat and uh just rooting on team usa playing a little golf and enjoying this uh, golf weekend and the Ryder cup so uh thanks for taking us along as always we appreciate it we got some great uh guests for you as well we're going to welcome in ian carter from the bbc he will join us and give us a european perspective america's favorite caddy also stopping by so stay tuned that's all straight ahead but here we go Bob, um, yep. we have first tee excitement. We got crowds getting into it. We got them following their backs practice swings with the whoa, whoa, whoa. And I just, I, I eat it up, man. And you've got USA chance. <laughs> and, you know, the, the one thing that's missing is a little bit stronger European contingency because travel restrictions and all of that, it just yeah. didn't make it possible for it to quite have the same bipartisan feel. And so you, you need that. It's what you realize. So certainly, as Padre Harrington said all week, it's we would rather play in front of 40,000 all-American fans and no European fans than play in front of no fans at all. And at so all. the yeah. Ryder Cup is certainly one of those events and correct me if you if if you disagree with this, but I think it's okay to host a US Open. Even the Masters isn't the same, but you can I can get behind watching a, a quiet Masters versus no Masters at all, but the Ryder Cup has to have the fans in my opinion in order for it to be all that it can be. 100%. I agree 100%. Um there's nothing like especially on home soil hearing your fans, hearing them, you know, make the chance. One of the things I am not missing uh, from the European contingent is the ole, ole, ole stuff. I heard it a little um, bit, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you're hearing a little bit, but not like it would it would have been if the European contingent had been able to be at the matches this year. Um, I, I enjoy the USA. I enjoy uh, players inciting the crowd after they make a birdie. Uh, you know, Tony Finau, after he made five or six birdies, after every one he made, he's sitting there trying to get the crowd, you know, waving his hands up and down, getting his, get the crowd into it. Um, and I think, for the most part, a lot of those guys do. The great thing that we have on our side right now is we don't have scar tissue like we've had over the years and years and years, um, and we've got youth on our side. And these guys, the the youthful guys, they want to just stick it in your face, and they could care less, and um, they want to win. And I think that's one of the advantages that we have right now. There's no doubt. How about our man, Tony Finau? You know, I was listening to Nick Doherty on the Sky Sports, uh, you know, sort of simulcast with Golf Channel earlier in the week talking about Tony Finau. And, you know, he, he mentioned that Tony is one of the most popular American players over in Europe. And I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. interesting to hear him talk about that and why he's so likable and, and that type of thing. Just one of the good guys, nice guys. It was all talked about. I think Rich Beam was there with him, and they were kind of bantering back and forth about, you know, Tony Finau. And then, you sure. know, for him to go out and back up what he did in France as one of the rare bright spots for Team USA and have a great four-ball session on Friday afternoon in the toughest of conditions. Now, don't forget, people say, hey, Tony was picked because he's a long ball hitter and this is a big golf course and Stricker wanted to stick to that formula. That's true. But the other side of that that you might have missed if you don't follow Tony uh, as closely as we do is the fact that he flights that golf ball as well or better yes. than than anybody on the PGA Tour. That the, the guy can control his trajectory, the trage, as Tiger would say, and mm-hmm. he is just phenomenal. Now, when it comes to putting... He's just inside the top 100 in putting. But when it comes to Ryder Cups, you're seeing Tony rise to the occasion like so many Europeans have done over their career. And you, what do you know? Balls are going in the hole. Forget yeah. about what you see on a weekly basis with Tony Fino. And, Bob, when we talk about Tony and the way he's playing, I, I, I always think about your comments about what a Ryder Cup can do for a player and the trajectory of their career We've seen yes. Tony come off of France, pick up another W. Now here he is continuing to ride that momentum through a Ryder Cup. Man, watch out for Tony Fino next year in the majors. Well, and he's got a taste of it in the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. So, um, you know, when it's coming down to it late in the year and you want to get on that team, he rises to the occasion by winning there at Liberty National. And then, you know, uh, in his first opportunity to play his first match, at this year's Ryder Cup, and he goes out and just uh, plays some phenomenal golf in the afternoon. So um, not only is Tony, but, you know, you got to look at guys like uh, Xander Shoffley, who just came off winning um, the gold medal. Um, what he was able to do, he gets two full points uh, and one of seven rookies to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, it's uh, the rookies on the team today. I it's they they had six full points. They were responsible for six full points almost. Um, and and it's just it's amazing to see what these guys are doing and how much they're embracing 
and buying in on what Captain Steve Tricker's trying to do. Mm, I mean, highest winning percentage by rookies on either side since 1977 in the Ryder Cup. I mean, uh, yep. that that team went 7-0-1. Uh, Lanny Watkins, Tom Watson, Hubie Green, Jerry McGee, and Ed Sneed. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and add on to the fact, Bob, that 11 American players earned at least a half a point. Jordan Spieth, the only one that was blanked, and that was because he just played the morning matches. And... Yep. Um, you know, lost with the JT to that Spanish Armada. But uh, I'll tell you what, I I was concerned going out this morning that, that, that Team USA would have trouble with that first match, which they ended up losing. And I worried a little bit about that anchor match, you know. And uh, it was Cantlay and Shoffley just not blinking. And, uh, saying, no, they didn't blink. They were five up after five holes. Yeah, I mean, but did you <laughs> expect that? with a Rory McIlroy and an Ian Poulter. I mean, we've seen these guys. I mean, Rory has dominated Ryder Cup. Ian Poulter has dominated Ryder Cup. Now, I could see Ian being a little over the hill, but so is Sergio in some respects, and yet he held his yeah. own with number one John Rahm. The big big key that I'm seeing out of Europe is the fact that their best players, which they don't have a lot of best players, but their best players, including Rory McIlroy, aren't playing the way they need to, and he is sitting for the morning sessions on Saturday. That's that's really surprising. First time ever for, for uh, Rory in these Ryder Cups. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, uh, I like you know, I like the matchups that Captain Steve Stricker did. Uh, you know, unfortunately JT and Jordan uh, lost in that first match against world number one and Sergio Garcia. Um, but you know, to have Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa together um, they they played phenomenal golf, and Morikawa freed up everything for Dustin Johnson. Then you've got Berger and and uh, Brooks Kepka, who are Florida State um, college teammates, and uh, you know there's there's a great pairing there. Those guys don't really care what anybody thinks about them or anything like that, and they want to put it right in your face. And then you've got you know those two guys, Patrick Cantlay, Player of the Year, and and uh, Xander Shoffley, the gold medal winner. And and they've got a chip on their shoulder too, as uh, as they go in into the matches and they they tore them up. It was it was really really fun to watch. We haven't seen an American six two lead in the European era. You got to go back to the seventies since Team Seven, USA yeah, seventy five yeah. jumped jumped out to this type of a lead. So with that said, and seeing big leads evaporate in cups past, how comfortable are you right now with the way things sit for Team USA? And what concerns do you have moving forward? Well, I can. Uh, my concerns are that they don't get complacent with where mm. they are right now. Uh, I think they need to just keep piling it on, put the pedal down to the metal, and and keep going. And um, you know, if we can, as Steve Stricker says, if you can win every session, then you're going to be great at, at the end of the week. So if we can, you know, even if we squeak out a half, a uh, half a point. Um, uh, margin or even uh, you know tie going into the the final day you know with a four point lead would would be pretty good but I I, I want them to pile it on. You got to do it. You got to keep mo- the momentum is critical in these matches. So don't let off the pedal. Make a statement in the morning and ride it into the afternoon and uh, finish it off Sunday. We'll see how it goes. Ian Carter probably has some concerns about Team Europe. He'll join us. BBC Golf Correspondent next right here as our Ryder Cup coverage continues on Real Golf Radio.
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, talking the 43rd Ryder Cup matches. And really pleased to welcome in our good friend. He's golf correspondent for the BBC, and he's in Wisconsin at Whistling Straits covering these matches. Um, Ian Carter joining us right now. Ian, how are you? Uh, I'm all right, thank you. I think I'm probably a bit better than the European team uh, feeling right now. <laughs> you know uh, what? But it's been a been a long day for Europe. No, no doubt about it. It's great to have you back in the states. I, I imagine is this your first trip? Uh, no, I was over for the Solheim Cup mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was which was great. 
Um, and obviously, I was over for the PGA earlier in the year. Um, so, yeah, uh, over here, um, there's a, a decent um, sort of European contingent have managed to get over in terms of the media for uh, for this Ryder Cup. So, so that's good. It's good that um, you know things are starting to move in the right direction. Before we delve into um, like individual play and that kind of thing, your overall takeaway from uh, the day one of the Ryder Cup and um, kind of almost seemingly a, a lackluster, a very lackluster performance from the Europeans. Yeah, it wasn't good from from the Europeans. I mean, all, all week we've been told that the world rankings don't mean anything, um, but I can't help feeling that they do. And the the Americans, they're all in the top. 21 in the world. Most of them are in the top 10 and they played like top 10 players and the Europeans played that, that little lower, that level lower. And, um, you know, we always talk about it. It comes down to the putts, but you know, a classic example was the, the, the Fleetwood Hovland match today when Fleetwood had uh, a couple of putts that uh, could have taken the, the Europeans four clear in that match, the bottom match. And, uh, and that would have, surely yielded a, a vital point for, for the Europeans, but it was kind of typical. Uh, Fleetwood missed those putts, and, you know, you look at the, the statistics, I don't, I don't know exactly what they were, but frankly, the Americans just made more putts. They made longer putts. They didn't miss putts that they needed to make, and uh, as a result, they've uh, assumed this very commanding lead. Ian Carter joining us from the BBC. You know, Ian, it has been... A long time coming to hear you say that about the analysis of the American <laughs> team because it usually is the other way around. Well, it has been in in, in recent times, but yeah, the the, the the stark fact is that John Rahm is the only player who is currently what I would call genuinely world class, genuinely top ten, and he's top of that ten as as, as we know as, as world number one. Lo and behold, he's the only guy that achieved a win on the European team today, along with, uh, obviously, Sergio Garcia. Um, the, the other players are, are not playing as well as they have done in the past. And, uh, you know, that's an inescapable fact. These Americans are young. They're not scarred by uh, previous defeats, many of them. And uh, as a result, they, they look fresher, they look fitter, they look stronger, and they look better. Hey, Ian, uh, one of the things I miss about being out there, and hopefully things are normalized uh, next year and we can be back out there with you, is, you know, being around the the team and the interview sessions and being able to read body language and some of the things that don't necessarily show up in the quotes. Uh, How would you assess the mood and the feeling of Team Europe going into, you know, coming off of this long day one? I think they're, they're, they're very anxious um, and, and with good reason. They know that they're, they're up against it. There's this very strong, vociferous support for the uh, Americans. They knew that that was coming. I think they did a good job in the week of, of trying to be very relaxed and trying to exude a, a, a form of confidence and that feeling that, you know, when it comes around to the Ryder Cup, they can find a new level. But Frankly, they weren't able to do that today. And, and as a result, uh, the Americans didn't have to do anything amazing to achieve this this position. Yes, Tony Finau played brilliantly the, this afternoon. We've seen all of the youngsters for the Americans, all the rookies, uh, make points. We saw Bryson DeChambeau get a half. That's his first half point. The only player from the American team that hasn't uh, uh, added uh, a point today is Jordan Spieth. He only played in the morning. 
and here and, and Justin Thomas lost to the Spaniards. But otherwise, every single one of those Americans has cause to, to sleep uh, after that first day with a, a great deal of satisfaction. And you cannot say that about the, the Europeans. Now, of course, Portrick Harrington is going to tell us that tomorrow is another day that momentum can, can shift. And of course it can. It is the Ryder Cup and we've, we've seen We've seen momentum shifts before, but we've never seen in the European era a, a, such a big lead for America after the first day. All the statistics point to this being a commanding and potentially winning lead for for America, and um, and and clearly that you know the, the bottom line is they are a better team. They showed it today. Yes, it can all change uh, from a European point of view. Then we have to hope that that will happen. But I have to say, I'm not optimistic. You know, it's interesting. Um, the European squad, uh, when they won their first time on European soil, they were a young squad, very similar to what the the U.S. team is right now. Um, a lot of guys were saying earlier in the week that it almost seems like this is where the European squad was um, back when they won their first time on U.S. soil um, with youth. Um, with guys that are playing great golf, and now the the European squad is um, a little bit longer in the tooth, so to speak. They're older, four players over the age of forty. Um, some of those were picked. Um, I your thoughts about some of the captains' picks, and um, were were they more of the good old boys that have had all the success, or? Um, I don't know. It seems like they all didn't play well. The older older players. Yeah, I think Garcia did okay with uh, with uh, with uh, John yes. Rahm first thing. I, uh, Shane Lowry kind of flickered, but he was he was playing with an out of sorts Rory McIlroy, and and so was Ian Poulter in in the morning. And you know the the, the select few people have questioned the Poulter selection. I did question it. Uh, I do feel that there is a enormous amount of pressure on a guy who's 45 years of age and it might be that age has caught up with with Poulter and he's not the force that he once was you have to remember he's only won three Ryder Cup points since the miracle at Medina he didn't play in 2016 so he was always asking an awful lot and yes he is over 40 but Justin Rose isn't in this team and and I you know a, a former Ryder Cup captain said to me Justin Rose is a better golfer than than Ian Poulter. Um, but that kind of went out of the window because Europe went down the route of, of, of feeling that they needed the Poulter influence in that team room. Uh, likewise, Sergio Garcia. Now, you could potentially, I don't know, I, I don't want to second guess. I, I, all I'll say is that beforehand, I, I wasn't sure that Poulter was the right pick. And I said it at the time, so I'll say it again, you know, after a defeat today. Who knows that he's not playing in the in the morning uh, for day two, um, but if in the afternoon if he wins and wins his singles, then then he will have vindicated his pick. But that is asking an awful lot on the evidence of today that he's able to to deliver that kind of return. So I I, I think it is top heavy age wise this European team, but. In all honesty, that there's not much form about the European golf outside John Rahm at the moment. McElroy is down at 15 in the world. Hovland is a is a great prospect and and a and a, a real player, and I expect him in all probability to play all five matches. I think that was the plan for him. 
Um, but it's it's asking a lot on, on debut to do that without much momentum around him. So it, it looks a bleak picture to me for, for Europe, I must say. Last thing, and we'll let you go. I know you're exhausted. Would you have sat Rory McIlroy? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't see any way that, uh, that I would pick him. And my other concern with him is that if the wind freshens in the way that it did today, I mean, he was all over the place in those windy conditions in the afternoon. So you have to then wonder whether or not he plays in the afternoon as well. But uh, that was that was his worst day in European colours. No, no doubt about it. The first time he's lost in, in two consecutive sessions on the same day. And now it's the first Ryder Cup in which he will not have played in all five sessions. And that kind of tells you where Europe are at the moment and where Rory McIlroy is. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I'm just going to sneak one more in on you. Do you think, will, will Europe and European fans be as disappointed as any other time if they lose the Ryder Cup? Or can they kind of say, you know what, let's let's give these lads a, a, a standing O for the great run that they've had. We're going to have to retool some things, assuming it continues down this road. I mean, things can change, as we know. But assuming it went down, will, will they be like, hey, we've won, you know, four of the last five, seven of the last nine, nine of the last 12, uh, and be okay? Or is it going to sting just as hard? Oh, it'll sting. It'll sting very hard. But I think it will It will give us an indication of just where European golf is right now. We've gone through We've gone through a, a, a couple of years. I mean, Shane Lowry won, won the Open in, in 2019. But, but since then, there's not really been much to, to celebrate. I know when we were on, uh, you know, last time I was on the show, I was talking about the fact that, you know, you're not getting the Europeans even challenging on PGA Tour events other than John Rahm at the moment. And you, mm-hmm. you, you go back down the years, and we, we've had Luke Donald, we've had Justin Rose, we've had Lee Westwood as world number ones, winning tournaments all over the world. That is not happening for the Europeans at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we're now starting to say, oh, yeah, he's going well, he's had a few top tens. When we used to say, he's going well, he's had a few wins. That, it, it's cyclical, it's where, it's, it's where we're at. And I think we have to be realistic about the state of, of European golf at the moment. It'll come back, of course it will. But right now, it's, it's not in great shape, and that's been reflected by the first day score in this Ryder Cup. Ian, you're a treasure. We appreciate it. It's always great to have you on the show. Get some sleep, and good luck the rest of the weekend. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you as ever. Yep, of course. Thanks, Ian. Ian Carter joining us from the BBC right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break and continue the show next. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, The shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor Squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, as we continue talking the 43rd Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. And really pleased to welcome in everyone's favorite guest of Real Golf Radio. He's America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And I'll tell you what, after what the U.S. Uh, has done so far, I'll bet... That merchandise tent is about bare because everyone buying their USA, USA gear. And the one thing about the caddies, they get all that same gear as well. Pretty good swag. Caddy, you've been on Ryder Cup, President's Cup. It's not bad on the swag category, huh? I still have boxes of clothing from the Ryder Cup that I haven't even opened yet. Whoa. Oh, come on. From 2004. Oh, don't open that. Keep that I'm locked. not kidding. I... Yeah, don't Well, open the box it. may be open, but it's still in the plastic wrap. And I can promise you one thing. It doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then share the wealth. This, I, no, nobody this wants to I wear it. I promise you. <laughs> nobody wants to wear oh, 2004. Caddy, that was our first Ryder Cup. And uh, oh, I was... that was so depressing. Let's talk about whistling straight. Come on, let's <laughs> the, get positive. the dichotomy though. The dichotomy between the two is fantastic. Uh-huh. I mean, how about this team? Huh? I mean, what a great start! I'm telling you what, uh, they did what they should have done on paper yeah. in real life. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, you know, isn't the Ryder Cup just awesome? I mean, mm-hmm. that first team got 
man, that's just so good. I was trying to watch and see if I could see anybody's hand shaking, but I, I didn't really notice any of that. But you're too far away anyway. I mean, I, I'm 1,500 miles away. How can I see that? But um, HD, 4K, good whatever. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, here's, here's, what, yeah. here's what, listen, here's what's blowing my mind. On the 18th hole. Now, granted, it's like pretty pretty good downhill on the second shot. But Bryson, it was left to right wind, probably hurting a little bit. And he's 208 and he's hitting an 8-iron. Yeah. There's just something. I, I something wrong with this picture. You know? Yeah. I, JT had the similar <laughs> like, thing. He's like, yeah, he's got, I think it was like 210 or something. He's trying to decide between 7 and 8. I'm like, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I... I think he was a little shorter than that, but still, yeah, yeah. Wow, is the yeah. look? I played that hole about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, in beautiful weather, by the way. And I played the up tee, not the back tee. And right. I mean, dude, that's a legit par five. Period. I'm talking about it's it's just a legit par five, and they're hitting it. It's crazy how far these guys hit it. It's just how, bothering. How about I that wish drive? I was 25 Speaking years. of Bryson, speaking yep. of Bryson, how about the drive on five? So he, I he, actually didn't he, just see the drive, but he must have taken it over the scoreboard and way over the right side, right? Because he he, he blew it. He blew it over the right side and fit it in there between the lake and the and the rough on the right on that par five. So, was if if he had so so basically if he had hit it a hundred yards longer he never would have been in the water right? No. Or would he have? No. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely. So he took perfect, it straight to the green. right in the middle of the fairway. Yeah. So he took it basically. So we had a line in the book. That's a three fifty carry where he hit it. By the way. The <laughs> three fifty carry. It's right over. It's right over the left uh, front left part of the leaderboard that you see on the fourth wow. hole. That's how far right it is off the tee. And, mm. I mean, I'm assuming they played the back tee there. Yeah. Because they're not... He they're said not, in the they, practice they round he hit the same shot and he had 120 yards into the green. Yeah, but in the practice round, he probably did it from the second tee up the right. I, I mean, today yeah. it should have been from the back tee, which is three... I mean, it's a 350 carry from the front of the back tee, by the way, not from the back <laughs> of the back tee. So it was more than 350. It was a minimum 356, okay? Let's put it that way. To carry it on a line. Now, I know it was downwind, so that explains everything. Now, everybody's going to go like, oh, man, okay, that's nothing, 356 downwind. That's easy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just crazy. You know what's insane about Bryson? It, and this is what I was hearing from some of the caddies when he came back out after the shutdown, the lockdown last year, and he, it wasn't. I mean, it was pretty awesome how far he's hitting it, but it's how straight he hits it at that distance. Mm. That's what that's what that's what I don't think anybody else is going to. You know, there might be another freak that comes along who can do that, but I don't think you're going to see. You know, well, ten years from now, every kid's going to. I don't think so. I don't think guys can look at how hard he goes at it, and he still hits it pretty realistically, pretty straight. That's amazing. And I think he looks a lot more controlled than he did when he first came back out, even like he, when he won in Detroit and that type of thing. He looks like he's found a, a sweet spot in it. doesn't look like he's completely 
out of his shoes, right? So, hey, uh, Caddy, uh, one of the unique things about the Ryder Cup that you pretty sure you don't see anywhere else it, on that first tee you referenced, but how about the practice swings and the the, the crowd? You yeah. know, ooing, yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, and, I, and, and, I could listen to that all day. Great. <laughs> you know what I think? I think that actually makes it easier for the guys to hit their first tee shot because you watch like they did it to. Terrell Hatton, he starts laughing yeah. while he's doing it. Yeah, and then oh, they're yeah. trying to fake out the crowd, you know, juking it and stuff. And I think that I think that's very beneficial to relaxing the guys before that shot. But that is cool. I saw that and I said, "That's so good that they're doing that, and they're <laughs> they're not asking the crowd to be quiet and all that." And yeah, how about how about Justin Thomas? You know, people are going to say, "Yeah, that that three wood that fairway wood in there for the Eagle on 16. That was impressive. And this was impressive. I'll tell you what's impressive about Justin Thomas is he made Patrick Cantlay smile today on the court. <laughs> I never thought I'd see that. Never thought well, I'd see that. Wait a second. Jordan, Jordan speed top five best trouble shots of all time. Oh, today. oh. are you kidding? 17. Put him on a grass wall. Top five. Put him on a grass be wall. Oh. That that that's like twelve feet high. His foot's on the bottom of it. His, his his if you look his his left knee was above his left hip when he was finally taking his yeah. stand. Think about that. <laughs> and 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 that wall's almost vertical. And I'm watching him. And first, and the grass is laying into him. It's like foot long rough laying into him. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at it going, this absolutely is going to be a Phil Mickelson backwards over the head shot towards the ocean. There's no way he can move this forward towards the pen. Did you see the shot tracer thing they did on it? I didn't see the oh, shot yeah. tracer. No, I didn't see that. Sweet. It had to be what, 80, it had to be what, a, a legit 60, 70 feet above the green at one time? That shot? Oh, yeah. Straight up in the air. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was way up in the air. Did anybody like, clock the hang get, time? <laughs> you know we need to do that. I'm I'm going to give it four seconds at least, minimum four, oh, maybe yeah. five, maybe but five. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. How about him not injuring himself wow. after having to run down the hill to keep his balance? And there was and no. How about him not going into Lake Michigan? Not going into the water, right? If that had been Woody Austin, <laughs> it would have been all of right. <laughs> so now Way we know what separates Georgia State. Now we know what separates Jordan Spieth and Woody Austin besides a few majors. There you go. And a you few know, little, more, little more body control. Yeah. A little more body uh, control. No, that was – I'm surprised he didn't – I'm glad he didn't hurt himself running down that hill because that's yeah. not like that manicured area. There's holes and bumps and clumps and, I mean, he could – I was watching that go, please don't sprain your ankle. Uh, but that – that no, that's one of the – I think that's one of the top five trouble shots I've ever seen. Mm. I can't believe he put it on the green. And then, well, JT had to disappoint us with the missed putt. That was JT. Come on. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I know you. Jordan could, better talk you to him some, about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll text Jimmy, jo- Jimmy Johnson and say, listen, get, tell your man, don't miss that putt again. Yeah. You might not get that <sighs> putt again. All right, Caddy, some of the things we've been talking about is <clears throat> this, this idea where I, a couple of things stood out to me as far as this format goes and, and nuances. And, and Bob and I talked about this last hour. You had a, a situation, 
I think it was on five where Jordan Spieth in the in the morning matches, he had about a 12-14 footer and he had two putts to win the hole. Of course, the second one would have come from JT, but they let Spieth putt that knowing that they were going to lose the hole and he wrote, he pours it in. And my first thought was you don't want to you don't want to watch a guy you know, you don't want to give a guy the confidence of seeing a ball go in the hole. They should have just had him pick that up, move on. You already knew you're going to lose the hole. And uh, the second part of it is Jordan and, and, and JT didn't give Rom and Garcia about a two-and-a-half-footer uh, early on in the match. And, you know, Rom admitted afterwards that that kind of got to him a little bit. And they, from that point in time, they sort of t- started turning it on. What are some of your thoughts and what are some of the things you've seen around those nuances with match play? I think the best one ever had to be. Remember Sebi and Jose Maria with the Azinger at Kiowa, at, um, Kiowa and yeah. playing playing the wrong ball, the different types of balls, and then anyway that that so. I remember when when they played at Oak Hill, uh, everybody is ready for Sebi to try to pull some gamesmanship, so layman's out in the individual match, and he had putted one up about five inches right of the hole, and Sevy had about a 15-footer. And so Lehman picked up his point, and Sevy goes, no, 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 no. It's not good. And and Lehman thinks immediately that Sevy's just trying to get in his head, which he probably was, but Sevy said, no, I want to, I, I just want to, it, you know, it, the putt's good after I putt. I want to aim at your point. That's what he said. Now, was Sevy messing with him there, or did he really want to aim at the coin? I find it hard to believe you really wanted to aim at the coin, but um, yeah, that that was a good game. But but that stuff, it seems like in the Ryder Cup, it inspires guys to do better. And here's my theory behind that. And this is this applies to Rom today, um, Bob. You know you, you know when you play your best golf is when you're just yeah. pissed off enough to not care anymore, but not to get lose your mind too. But you're in that, like, just pissed off enough mode to just go cycle on the golf course, right? It gets, yep. it gets, it's like Johnny Miller used to describe it as getting the red line right to the red line on the tack on the car, right? That's what he said. And I remember Bryson once, he, I, I was talking to him after Hartford, like his first or second year on tour, and he told me how he got kind of PO'd on the back nine or something, and he played real well. and he was asking, you know, it's like, what do you think of that? And I'm like, well, maybe you found how you have to play. Maybe you need to get in that mood to play well, right? Some people have to be relaxed and laughing. Some people have to, but yeah, I, I think when guys get that get pissed off just the right amount, it's the best frame of mind to be in. Mm. Yeah, All right. no doubt about yeah. it. So, that, in other words, don't do anything to put their your opponent in that frame of mind. That's the lesson I just took away from that. Probably, yeah. And, yeah. and then, look, um, I mean, that, that can also backfire the other way. I mean, if you get pissed off enough, you can't even play anymore mm. or if you're too focused on it. But, but I think it tends to, since the Ryder Cup is so much about dealing with nerves that no one's ever experienced before, when you get pissed off, you, you ever been pissed off and nervous? No, you can't really be both, right? It, it, it takes the nerves out. I think that's why it's, that's why guys, when they perceive an offense in the Ryder Cup, they play better. Mm. All right. That's my, 
Amateur psychologist. I love it. Great stuff, Caddy. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, the Ryder Cup. Hopefully we're uh, hearing uh, more USA chants and we run away with this thing because, you know what, uh, it's been it's been few and far between for Team USA, and this is an exciting young group. I'd love to see them take this and build some momentum going forward in for Team USA in the Ryder Cup. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go, Caddy, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. we got to take a break. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for being with us here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby. CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, thank you again for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Bob and I absolutely love the Ryder Cup, and we love it even more when Team USA is playing well. You know, 
it's so easy going into this week as we talked about this, Bob, and even a week ago on our preview show to say this U.S. team is just simply better than Team Europe. And yet in the back of our minds, we have been burned time and time again by yeah. you know players that just rise up to uh, un- unbelievable levels of play in the Ryder Cup mm-hmm. you know, for Team Europe. And yet it has been the players on Team USA so far playing up to their rankings, their their skills, their level, what we expect them to be and to what they expect them to do. I'm just hoping it's going to continue. And, and how, how positive are you that it is that it will? I, I think it will. I, I like the pairings that have gone out this morning. Um, I think, um, you know, we're going to glean some points out of this. And then I we're not going to see anything different uh, this afternoon that we saw yesterday afternoon as far as, uh, the best balls or better ball is concerned. So I think I think the guys are going to play well, and and I think we're still going to be tacking on points in it, and it might come down to only needing uh, three or four by the end of the end of the time when it when uh, we're, when we're going into singles. Oh, well, we hope that's the case, but you just never know, obviously. Uh, I'll tell you one thing is for sure. It's nice for Captain Stricker to have so much talent sitting there on the bench yes. ready to sub in for those afternoon matches. Not a luxury, as Ian Carter said, that Pat- Padraig Harrington has. That'll do it for us. Thanks so much for, to Dave Glauser, our producer. He's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend of the Ryder Cup. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk. And stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk.